Welcome to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Podcastica, a Doctor Who review podcast here on NOTLG.com, episode 146. Uh, we're going to do a little Season 11 roundtable review. My name is John, and joining me as he does every time we kind of sit around a table, but we're, I don't know. It's Taylor. Taylor, hello. Hey, how's it going? I was trying to say, like, we sit across on the internet table. Yeah, it's know, a virtual man. table. I don't know we're, what's happening. We're in the cyber. How are you? I'm I'm well. It's feels so weird to kind of sit down and record. It's been um, Three quite weeks. a few weeks. Three yeah, weeks. yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. But I'm happy to get back to it, getting getting closer to Cali. Yeah. closer to Cali. Three, I'm so excited. Three weeks I out? I know. Three weeks, basically. Well, three weeks this Friday. Three weeks this Friday. But who's counting? Taylor is. Me. Uh, yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> and the official website, Gallifrey1.com. Um, That's right. So you've been good? Been good, yeah. Um, you know, I was very excited. We we finally showed the kids their first proper episode of Doctor Who. Oh, what did we I go with? Some, we went with the Ghost Monument. Uh, All right, I could voice some interest in seeing uh, the 13th Doctor, and um, I kind of actually pinged some uh, some thoughts off our guest tonight, and uh, he threw some suggestions at me, and I said, you know what? Let's go with Ghost Monument. There's some tension. It's not super scary. Plus, there's the whole TARDIS reveal. I'm like, I got to go with ah, that yes. one. And they loved it. They loved it. Echo really enjoyed it. And Perrin was like, yeah, it was really good. I really liked the music at the beginning. <laughs> He's watching the <laughs> opening credits. He's like, so is this is this what it looks like when they travel through like space and time? I'm like, yeah, kind of, buddy. Cool. Yeah. I know. I was excited. It's so, happening. It is. It is happening. So, Taylor, yes. you did mention that we have um, a special guest with us on we the do. line. Um, I was going to do this grandiose intro, but I don't think this man needs an introduction because we uh, we just love having him on the show so much. We love talking Doctor Who with him, and, you know, I like talking wrestling with him. It's friend of the show, Mike Solko. Mike, hello. Thanks. How are yeah, you? Um... You know, I, the truth is, I got I got to come out with something here. Um, I, I don't even really know much about Doctor Who. I don't. I, I guess I know a little bit. I, I'm just a Highlander fan who, when when Big Finish <laughs> lost the license, I had to find something else to do. So I figured I would try some of those uh, audio plays, and then here we are. Oh no! Well, I guess there can be only one. It's all been revealed. Oh dear, Mike. How have you been? It's been, um, I guess, a while talking via uh, the microphones here. Yeah, you know, I, I dropped in for the Ghost Monument, which, yeah. uh, as we'll talk about later, is one of my favorites from this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was kind of not even divisive; just people didn't like it. But uh, no, doing pretty well. Um, you know, nothing, nothing too exciting. I think the highlight of my week has been that my my nephew, who's seven years old, sent me a. Well, he asked his mom to send me a message that he had questions for me, so I gave him a call and I said, "Hey, what's your question? I just want to know if we can go to the comic store today." Oh, so, uh, probably, probably one of the greatest three days of my life. But aside from that, uh, you know, everything's going well. Awesome. Awesome. So nice. I I have to say, um, speaking of comic book stores, the my kids wanted to go down because they've now discovered Funko Pops. Oh, oh no. no. And and they wanted they wanted they each wanted a Harry Potter one. We weren't going to let them go crazy. 
Like you guys can each have one. So we've we've got some Funko Pops in the house. Did they only have like Dobbies left? No, they didn't have any Dobbies. They obviously, you know, nobody wants the Gildor Lockhart one apparently. But um, let's see. I think uh, Echo got Ginny and um, Perrin wanted a Harry, but the only one they had was he was like in PJs with a his arm in a sling, so he oh. ended up getting Ron with a Mandrake. Nice. Yeah, they're both happy with him, so I can't complain. Well, good. Yeah. Good luck with that, man. That's not Highlander. No, I know. <laughs> no, you're going to be building shelf upon shelf in their room for them. Oh, oh no. they've already got a ton of stuff in their rooms, mostly Legos, Harry Potter Legos, Minecraft Legos. Eesh. Yeah. I, I have my um my little pop shrine to Doctor Who. Yeah. And then I have a bunch of them still in the box. And then I decided, you know, I need to buy um a, a Braun Strowman and Alexa Bliss pop and they're still in the box and i have not put them up it's it's a disaster <laughs> this is their future taylor yeah just I, know. Be pops I know everywhere they're like beanie babies but not really <laughs> not not as plush not definitely not as plush you could knock somebody out with a pop figurine right not that i would know anyway before we uh we wrap up season 11 here we have because we haven't recorded in three weeks a slew with a capital S of who news Taylor. Indeed we do. Yeah. So uh, we talked about Gallifrey one being um, a mere three weeks away at this point. And um, uh, a bunch of stuff has been announced. Um, but at least in terms of guests, we've got now Catherine date coming for her first ever Gallifrey one. And we have John Barrowman returning. Yes. Um, I think they're also doing a like uh, mini Babylon five reunion. Um, and then I have also heard rumors via Twitter, thanks to actually following Rachel Talalay, who's going to be there. Um, she's hinted that there's going to be a special Heaven Sent screening at Galley, and I'm suspicious. I'm suspicious. I'm suspecting. I'm expecting it to be this long rumored director's cut that she said last year was on her laptop. Oh, jeez! Um, right? <laughs> that would be. Wouldn't that be amazing? That would be for me. That would be up there with um, with Murray Gold last year. That yeah. would just oh, be yeah, like yeah. that's such like a personal treat just for us. Holy moly! See, yeah. the trick is going to be it's actually just going to be all existing footage just looped again and again and again. They're just going to put <laughs> her in the video room for all three days, and it's just going to run that whole time. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, just to watch. Interesting. Um, also, uh, uh, Doctor Puppet Elisa Stern, who's going to be there, is indicated she's also going to have a special uh, Doctor Puppet screening. Oh, cool! Yeah, because she just one, which would be cool. Yeah, she just finished a, a um, one of her videos, I think, a little while ago, right? Yeah, she's been doing, I think uh, she and some of the people who work with her on this uh, project have been doing commentaries ah. on uh, uh, on her episodes and putting them up. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. And um, I mean, I think we might have missed some other guest announcements. I think in the three weeks they they announced, I think they did two announcements. And I feel like they announced some more uh, people from class. I feel uh, like they did. Yes, I think you're right because I think Sophie Hopkins is going to be there, and I can't remember his name, but he plays Mateus. Yes, and is also going to be there. Yeah. Um. So I'm definitely going to be at that class panel. I don't care what anyone right says. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed it. Um. Yes. Well, that's great. 
Yeah. Mike, is there anyone you're particularly excited about for uh, Galley this year? Uh, you know, now that I'm into Torchwood a little more than I was in the past, uh, it'll be fun to see John B. Arrowman. I've met yeah. him in the past. Um, you know, I, I kind of, I don't do a whole lot of the autograph stuff or photo ops anymore, so I'll just have to see how that all goes. Um, Scott Hancock, who does like basically everything for Big Finish, producing, writing, directing, mm-hmm. uh, is going to be there. So uh, I feel bad. I'm going to make him sign everything. Uh, <laughs> You know, uh, oh, and it's going to be cool to see Pearl Mackey as well. Like, I hope yes. to see some of her panels. Oh, but... yeah, right, because she wasn't able to make it last year. That's true. That'll be good. That's yeah. it. Like, I completely forgot that she was coming this year. And then mm-hmm. when I realized it with um, the announcement of Barrowman and Catherine Tate, I went, oh, man. All right. Okay. This is feeling a little more full. Yep. Yeah, I, I think this year there's a lot of people I want to see on panels, uh, but I'm not quite so sure that I'm really interested in the autographs or any of that stuff. So just just more hearing what they have to say, because I've never really seen them at a show before. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. I was kind of looking at like the photo ops and stuff, and none of them really jumped out at me and said, you know, I have to have that. I'll probably get some autographs because I that kind of is something I've kind of like glommed toward. Or I've discovered in going to galley. But uh, um, yeah, I just kind of have to wait and. Wait and see how it feels once we're down there. Yeah. Do you guys have any holy grails you're looking for in the dealer's room this year? <sighs> I don't know. Ever since I just, you know, have compiled all these these big finishes and haven't listened to them, um, <laughs> I don't really know if I have anything that I, I really need, but I'm sure I will see something and go, oh, I have to have that. I just don't know what it is yet. Yeah, I'd still like to find um, uh, a copy of the variations of, on a theme on CD. Um, I have yet to see one of those there. Um, I am going to bring down my uh, Doctor Who 1986 era Fossa um, role playing game. Uh, Peter, if Peter and Anna is, said he's interested in checking it out. So I'm like, all right, I'll bring it down. Um, is that the one with like the, the really textured kind of beige covers that don't look sci fi whatsoever? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yes. That was yeah. That was a very interesting one. Uh, I I had that when I was a kid. Never really got into it because I always saw too much math in role playing and um, <laughs> just enjoyed it because it was a Doctor Who thing. And then I didn't have it anymore. And then my brother got it for me for like my birthday last year. Okay. Yeah. Nice. I, one one of my favorite things about that that's ridiculous is they actually list the appearance value of every character. Uh, oh yes and everybody either gets attractive or striking uh except for turlo turlo looks average <laughs> so well, or mark strickson <laughs> yeah no kidding that's hilarious it just feels funny it's like he burned somebody at a convention one time they were really mad at him and they're just like i'm gonna get back at you and this is how i'm gonna do it i'm gonna create a game and uh, i'm taking us off the rails here so, <laughs> so, so are we actually wait are we actually saying that that adric's appearance ranks higher than Turlos. I don't think he was in there. I think they just left Adric out. Wow. Man. What does that tell us, John? Everybody hates Adric. That's right. (laughs) Well, now that now that we're one news story into this list of news stories, I suppose we should continue on. Uh oh. We're just gonna ramble for two hours here. Um, by way of io9, BBC Director General Tony Hall has said that season twelve of Doctor Who will appear very early in twenty twenty. How early is early, uh, I don't Tony know. Hall? Tony I, Hall? It How would early be is that? Really, it would be great to have um, season 12 airing in, say, January. Maybe even early to mid-February. I think that would be, be fun. I mean, uh, I think... Man, uh, are they going to do a New Year's special? They don't 
they didn't say. I I would really hope they do a New Year's special. But if yeah. they don't do a New Year's special, man, that better be on like the first weekend of January. <laughs> right. Don't make me wait. What say you, Mike? Uh, same thing. I think that doing a New Year's special would be a nice tradition to work with. Um, you know, it it's just it's some kind of annual special is really critical, especially when we have these long breaks. Mm-hmm. It just reminds you, uh, you know, not that I love Dr. Mysterio, but it was still nice to have it. Yes. So, yeah. You know, uh, so just something like that, just a special kind of fun episode. Uh, give us something like that. You know, maybe even you could have the regular companions off doing their own thing. Just have Jody off on a solo adventure. Uh, bring back somebody from the past or just, you know, have fun and be silly. Uh, you know, it doesn't have to be deep. It doesn't have to have a big story arc. Just do something fun. Yeah. Here, here. But, but for yeah. heaven's sake, please don't go later than March. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah, yeah, I can't do that, man. We can't yeah, do that. That's going to be a push. Why you do that's that to us? <laughs> <laughs> well, something that might tie this over, there's actually been um, new high-quality audio recordings of some missing episodes that have been discovered. Not only that, but but some of them are ones that the audio um, that has previously been discovered, this is actually better audio quality than that. Huh. Yeah. I'm looking at this right now. Uh, very, oh, very interesting. So are they going to try and remaster some stuff? I'm, I think so. Okay. You know, the stuff's been uh, uh, handed off, I think, to the, uh, um, gosh, I want to say restoration team. That's I don't think that's the right term. But, you know, Mark Ayers and all his uh, audio files, as it were. Yeah. Well, in the past, they've done CDs where it's kind of narrated and broken down. Um, so it's just purely an audio adventure with the existing audio and maybe like, say, Fraser Hines doing some bridging for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm curious if they're going to go that route. Of course, they have animation. Uh, I don't think they've ever really gone with the reconstruction thing, though, so I don't see that happening. But have you guys ever tried, like, I know you've done some of the animated stuff, uh, but have you done any of the reconstruction episodes? Uh, no, we haven't. No, we haven't. Um, are you talking, like, Marco Polo stuff? Yeah, where you have still images just kind of recycled throughout. We, uh, we it's, have it's, not, no. It's an interesting experience. Um, there's, there's definitely gaps where some of the reconstructions will have text on screen telling you what's happening. Mm-hmm. You can find copies of the scripts out there so you can read along with it, but yeah. mm-hmm. very different experience. Just takes a lot of patience. Yeah. I think oh, I, I can imagine. I think I tried to start quote unquote watching Marco Polo when I, um, got all of the old episodes. Um, you know, they just happened upon me. Um, that's, that's my story. I'm sticking to it. Yeah. And it was like, I didn't know what reconstruction was and man, I just never went back. I was like, I can't do this, (laughs) but I mean, maybe we won't have to do that anytime soon. Cause you know, they, they, what's the next animated one they're doing? They're doing another animated one. Yeah. Uh, Macrotera, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. They just need to do that for everything that is missing. I really hope it's Macrotera. You guys, it's it's bonkers. It's going to be so amazing. <laughs> Is it Kinda bonkers? No, not that kind of bonkers. Just okay. kind of like the prisoner with giant crabs. Ooh, okay, I'm in. Crab yeah. people. I was raised on the prisoner, so. All yeah. Right. Okay. So, lots of conspiracy right. stuff, creepy stuff, and just really weird music. So it's going to be fun. Nice. Nice. I'm all for that. Well, you know, speaking of Big Finish, as we tend to do, um, the War Master and the Eighth Doctor are going to be going head to head here pretty soon. Is that what they're calling him? Apparently, the War yeah. Master. I guess that Master. makes sense. Yeah, it's it's not so much within the stories, but it's just kind of the title they give to the to the sets. 
Um, kind of, I think it's supposed to echo what we got with John Hurt because I don't think they ever called him the War Doctor on screen either. Mm. Um, uh, some, no, I don't think so. Yeah, some of the other licensing said the other Doctor or something along those lines. Um, wow, guys, these are the best things that Big Finish have put out in a few years. Oh, uh, and, oh man. So, so just to give our listeners an idea, <laughs> like I probably have about 465 different purchases in my account. Um, I still haven't listened to half of that, but um, you know, I, I probably listen to somewhere between 20 and 30 big finish plays every year minimum. And the war master is just amazing. Derek Jacoby is this very charming, sweet character. He feels like the doctor you want to travel with until every story has a moment where just like snap uh, something twists and turns. Uh, oh, I nice. would say he's the most diabolical doc or master. Uh, just really sinister uh, and you want to like him. And that's the best part. Ooh, so badly to think that, Oh, he's going to do the right thing. And it just, it's not really much of a spoiler to say that's not going to happen. Oh man. Uh, If you buy any big finish sets in the near future, pick those up. Absolutely. Okay. Well, and I have to admit, I, I, I have been looking at big finish and looking at big finish. I'm like, I really need to get on this train more. And I just was looking at, all the kind of stuff that I'm juggling and I'm like, okay, I'm going to cancel my audible, <laughs> uh, finish out the book that I'm listening to right now. And then I'm going to spend that money every month on big finish. Yeah. It's, it's a very good plan. Um, like I was kind of telling you in our chat, uh, yeah. one of the best things is always try to leverage the sales when they come up because you can yeah. find stuff as cheap as like two ninety nine sometimes. Right. You know, that's a good plan as well as so much of it uh, for the first few years is on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh like yes at least, the, at least yep. the first 50 doctor who stories um and a lot of other assorted sets show up there i think like the first unit set so it's, it's worth keeping an eye on that because yeah again, and i do go ahead i was just gonna say the thing is i think you have to have a pro account or whatever they call it like a you know spotify uh an actual paid account right because mm-hmm. if you don't when you try to play it this this episode pieces will play out of order like the individual yeah, tracks it, so. it forces you into a shuffle mode yeah I, I do pay for spotify and i do have them saved as as you know someone i'm following and playlists that i'm saving in my library as it were so yeah there's that to pull from as well absolutely yeah so yeah, listeners, uh, I'll be giving my Twitter handle out at the end of the episode, but if you ever have big finish questions, just looking for something to listen to, uh, just shoot me a message. Uh, I'll Definitely. try to find something for you. Oh man. These war masters sound Don't really interesting. <laughs> I'm looking uh, at them right now. <laughs> uh, I, I, guys, I, again, I just, you, you gotta do it. Um, All right. Both sets. Uh, and one other thing I'll mention, I don't know about the third set, but the first set and the second set stand alone. So there's oh, not okay. that pressure that if you don't like it, you've got to buy, you know, another piece or right, whatever. Right, right. You get okay. the whole story. Yep. Okay. Well, good. Sounds good. Well, something else you can listen to, uh, if you're willing to shill out a hundred pounds for it, is the the entire soundtrack, um, the whole audio of 1965's The Dalek Mester Plan on vinyl. Oh yeah. Wow. Coming out just in time. For galley to start february 15th this so um that, so is that the actual like the the dialogue and everything and just like the full episodes or how does that that, that is my understanding i'm gonna I'll, I'll toss you the link here real quick and you can take a peek at it um it um i mean how many records is this one two three it four is, five six uh, seven seven lps Ooh. It is the narrated full cast TV soundtrack adventure, it says. 
That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm taking a look and so so narrated. So it is really going to be kind of like what they've done in the past on CD. But uh, wow, seven seven vinyls. Yeah, I'm afraid this might have to happen. But what'd you say? <laughs> I mean, honestly, the yeah, co- I don't know what the conversion rate is right now, but the cover art on this is amazing. Isn't it great? I love it. I would just buy it just for the cover art, or just find a color printer and print it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Daleks with flamethrowers in a jungle. That's that's pretty wonderful. That's and, and pretty accurate to Daleks. What... <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. Pretty accurate to what you see on screen, too. I don't know if it looks quite this dynamic, but uh, there, there's some interesting stuff in that one. <laughs> nice. Cool. All right. Well, you can check that out. You can also, if you really want a good laugh, we'll have all these links in the show notes, of course. Um, but the folks over at io9 found an old ad of John Pertwee uh, basically shilling wares for New Zealand Telecom. Oh, man. And he's in costume. Oh. It's even better. That's great. Yeah. It, it's, it's pretty funny. Um, oh, man. Yeah. And, and, of course, you know, he's... He's dressed as the doctor and everything, and of course, it's a you know one of the the red phone boxes behind him. It's not they don't have like right. somebody's built TARDIS behind him. Or <laughs> uh, Close enough to confuse the public. Yes, of course, exactly. Um, always neat to see kind of what what people do to you know sell an ad here or there. It's yeah. kind of like all the all, all all the actors who've gone on to do like oddball Japanese you know beer commercials or yes. something. Oh man, great, good stuff. Yeah, yeah, check that out for sure. Um, and and we're almost there, folks. We're almost ready to sit down <laughs> and actually start talking about stuff. Um, I didn't. This is very recent, but um, over the course of this year, Resurrection of the Daleks and Revelation of the Daleks uh, novels will finally be released, which will get this. You guys finally mean that every classic story will have been novelized. Woo! I'm, I'm happy for the completists. Uh, yeah, right. Heaven. Those are going to be some morbid books. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Eric, Eric Sayward, uh, good on him. I'm glad he's getting to tell his stories. Uh, but I expect at this point, it's probably just going to be like 110 pages of his space mercenaries doing stuff. And, and the Doctor and Perry wandering around for 20 pages. <laughs> <laughs> well, we will see, because it sounds like uh, paperback versions will follow in 2020. All right. Yeah. Um, I think there's... Did we... I can't remember, because it's been so long. Did we... Uh, last time we recorded, did we know that... Tom Baker was indeed going to do the um, audio for uh, Scratchman. Um, I I feel like we I think we said we hoped that he was doing it because obviously it's Tom Baker's voice. Yeah. You know, it's it's you, he could read the phone book and I'd be like wrapped with attention. Yeah. Um, but yes, you're right. He 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 is doing that. I know the book uh, comes out. I think later this month. It comes out in three days. <laughs> oh. Hot dang! It is That's later this we, month, we Taylor. Are, we are. We're, it is. I forget. I forget that we're already this late into January. Yep. Good heavens! Oh boy. Anyway, yeah. sorry. That I'm was one other thing that. that I don't think we we had mentioned. I couldn't remember. No, no. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I, and season twelve has started production. Oh, is it here right. yet? Though 
No. Ugh, whatever. Um, and I would personally like to give a shout out to uh, Tribe of Gum on Twitter. Um, I love that name. Yeah. Well, this is obviously the 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 Twitter account of the tribe from um, the very first Doctor Who story. Ah, uh, yes. Um, it it's it's hilarious. Everybody should check them out. And when I was uh, kind of in a weird spot, and I had just basically, I, I was trying to gauge what the world thought made a good Doctor Who story. I, I wanted people to try and quantify it for some reason because I. Oh been, yeah, you were you were. I in was an uproar. just man. I was in a weird place. I was. <laughs> I was. And Tribe of Gum replied with some hilarious stuff, um, and uh, just we had a nice interaction. And I'm just like, okay, <laughs> you're making me laugh, and you're getting me out of this weird weird funk that I was in. So I just wanted to shout shout them out. Go check go check out Tribe of Gum. All right, I will. I have just followed them. Excellent. Excellent. Mike, do you know of any Doctor Who news that, that we may have missed? Oh, geez. Not, not offhand. Uh, okay. One thing, I, I don't know the names. I just saw an announcement today, though, that there will be some more women and people of color writing in the next season. Um, Excellent. Awesome. I think there are new names as well. So it'll be nice to finally be able to add to those lists. Um, yes. I have to say, in, in our sitting down to review tonight, that is that is. One thing that I wish we had more of was something other than the white guy point of view, which all three of us have right now. Oh, uh, well, <laughs> we did it again. <laughs> well, we were supposed to have Lauren. Yes. On. We would have at least had, you know, a female point of view. Yes. Um, but she is admittedly busy. Yes, she working is. Working hard for Galley. Yeah. yeah. Which, uh, yeah, I saw some badge ribbons that are pretty neat, though, as they list uh, all the women directors, all the women yes. writers, yeah. uh, all the people of color. Who've, yeah, uh, Hoovian Feminism, who's a really yes. great follow if you don't already follow her. Uh, she she always has really good takes on everything. And uh, so those ribbons are pretty cool as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And in fact, I think on Twitter, um, both Joy Wilkinson and Vinay Patel uh, both chimed in and were just utterly, you know, um, over the moon that you know, they were being recognized on galley ribbons. Yeah. And, and galley did reply, uh, not that long ago before we started recording that they hope they can attend in the future. So, uh, I, I would love to see some of those guests, especially oh, yeah. some Great. of their episodes were the best of the season by far. Agreed. Absolutely. We're about to get to. Yes. <laughs> oh man. You know what I like about this, this, uh, this right here. I don't have to, I have no fear of saying someone's name wrong because there aren't any names. That's true. <laughs> so this week we're going to do a uh, season eleven roundtable review. We've got a co- couple of talking points. Um, Taylor, how do you feel we should start? Should we just should I just world go famous down synopsis, the synopsis? Right? Oh God! Uh, do you have a world famous synopsis? Yeah. Uh, um, eleven separate things happened, and there was a fam and a story arc, and somebody who should have had more to do, and scrunchy faces, and oh, at last a Dalek. The end. Wow. Well, you can follow <laughs> us on Twitter at. Um, okay. Perfect. I liked it. I'm fine okay. with it. Totally off the top of my head. So, uh, I. I'm going to ask a question. Here we go. I'm going to take this. I'm going to take the reins here. Here we go. Did coming into the season, you know, new doctor, new everything. Did this season meet your expectations? Anybody that would like to. That's some real silence there. Uh, Yeah. 
I, I'm going to jump in because I've been listening to your takes over the last several months, uh, and and it seems like you're pretty positive for the most part. Yeah. Um, so I just want to start with a disclaimer to anyone listening. Uh, I'm extremely happy for the people who've loved this season. Uh, I think all four leads are, are very good actors, and I, I really want to see more from them. Uh, but overall, this is probably my least favorite episode or least favorite season aside from maybe season three. Uh, I, I just feel like there was a lot that was extremely lacking. Uh, and we'll get to that more as we discuss. Right. Uh, and, and I think it just my my cautious hopes for the season were not met. It was just a real letdown. Okay. Taylor? Um, you know, and this this is kind of what I've been trying to reconcile because I feel like um, I feel like going through this season, there was always something there where I was enjoying it. I mean, it's, it's, it's Doctor Who, and there is so much new. There mm. is so much new that I think part of me was just wallowing in the newness of it all. Um, but there was part of me that was going something there's, there's like a, a, a jigsaw puzzle piece that just isn't quite fitting right. It's not clicking. Mm-hmm. And, and I, and I have tried so hard in my head to try and figure out what exactly that is to try and quantify it somehow. Um, and, and for me, I, I, th- I think, I don't know. I think I have been so conditioned by at least, at least the rest of modern who, to expect certain things right and coming from that um yeah there were obviously some 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 expectations that weren't met um for me at least i didn't look at that and go well this expectation wasn't met so i instantly hate what's there it's like oh you're you're doing this with this okay that's different um I'm going to run with this. I'm going to see what this is like. Um, I feel like, you know, this season has been the equivalent of um, like getting an old car back on the road. This is the only like analogy I have to this. It's still, it's still Dr. Who, but we've replaced, you know, the steering, the suspension. Hey, the interior is new. Um, You know, we've put new paint on it. And um, you know, when you first, do something like that with a car and you, you get it running again and it back on the road, you don't instantly start tearing off down the road at a hundred miles an hour. You know, you have a break in period and that I think is kind of what we got with the season is we kind of have changed so many things. We have so much new that this has kind of been, the season has been our break in period, right? It's like, okay, everything's running fine. We'll make a little twiddle here. We'll, we'll fidget with this there. And I, I think at least with resolution, we kind of like, okay, let's get out on the highway. Let's hit the accelerator a little bit. And I'm hoping that season 12, season 13, see, I mean, cause I, I, I understand that Chibnall's got this five-year plan and I'm, I'm, I'm trusting that he's still got this, um, that as we go into future seasons, it's going to be a little more full throttle. Okay. <laughs> And I loved it. Anyway, moving on. No. Um, <laughs> so uh, I think you were talking about I, I, there's stuff that you were conditioned to want to or that you see during Doctor Who. And for me, you know, we didn't get a lot of those things. And mm-hmm. I guess I have a question for the room. How did we feel? I'm, you know, this is how do we feel about resolution? I know that uh, 
Taylor and I, we both enjoyed it. Mike, what did you think of Resolution? It was an episode of Doctor Who. Woo! Um, <laughs> Woo! It, I mean, it was an adventure. It was a romp. But at the same time, uh, there just wasn't really much meat there. Um, you know, you had kind of the stuff with Ryan's dad. Uh, and even that kind of echoed a little false to me. Um, is a lot of the big character moments did this season. Uh, but I, I there, there just wasn't anything for me to hang my hat on. And part of it was just, too, is I didn't like the mind control Dalek backpack thing. That just... And again, that's just me being a grumpy old fan, but it just didn't, it just didn't work for me. <laughs> okay. The, the tentacles coming out behind Charlotte Ritchie, that wasn't creepy at all? Nah. Okay. No. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, I did like the design of the uh, the workshop Dalek. Uh, yeah. Call it. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> Jumped it, her it, cheek. Yeah, there you go. Uh, well, that's then I start thinking of uh, what's the heavy weapons Daleks. So, yeah. Yeah. Who I'm looking at right weapons. now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but no, I, it was, it was fine. Um, and I'm going to probably overuse that term a lot. This, uh, this, episode, I mean, <laughs> but it just, it was fine. It was an episode of doctor who it did what it was supposed to do. It take the boxes. I don't think there's anything wrong with saying it was, you know, it was just fine. <laughs> there, I don't yeah. think there's anything wrong with that, but I was trying to be like, well, what did we think of the, uh, the episode with our most familiar foe? And I was wondering if maybe that was something that, this season was missing. I think there was a couple of things that, uh, I mean, overall, did it meet my expectations? Sure. But my expectations, I was frightened mainly. And I said this every episode, and I guess this is a review. So I'll just say it again. I was so worried (laughs) about the, the music in this. I was so worried the entire time. And I actually ended up really enjoying it a lot. So I think I, Every episode was like, oh, man, I hope the music's still good. Um, <laughs> that, that that was what I was harping on for some reason, and I don't know why. Maybe because we got that cool little concert from Murray Gold, and I was just like, man, that was so cool. Man, I hope the music's good going forward. Um, so yeah. maybe I didn't really see anything else that I yeah. upset me. I mean, I think the only thing's... Uh, Taylor, what was the thing that I, I didn't like that we didn't get the cold opens? Yeah, because it just felt weird to me. It felt different, mm-hmm. which is not you know, it's not a bad thing. That's just a personal thing. It's, and then no, but it's again, it's that conditioning. We've we've yeah for over a decade we've had cold opens. Yeah, and man, uh yeah, I thought everybody that was in the cast was they were all great. I didn't have any problems with them. And I mean, I in, I enjoyed most of the episodes. There were the two episodes in the middle, which we'll get to, that were just not good for numerous reasons. <laughs> um, but then I f- I felt like we we picked it back up towards like we were on an upswing towards the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so were my expectations met? To answer my own question, I don't know. <laughs> Well, John, you you touched on something really good with the cold opens. Um, And honestly, I could take or leave the cold opens. I do think they made a nice sting as you go into the theme song and kind of hook you for the episode. Right. I I do like them. I don't necessarily feel like it's ruined the show to not have them. Right. But it's one of the things where I see that I think Chibnall's thrown out some stuff that would be considered modern storytelling tropes or things we're used to from so many shows. And it's really where I get the, the hang up with the entire season is that we get these three characters in the opening episode four, if you want to count grace 
who feel more human than anything we've had in a long time. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Bless Moffat. I love the Moffat era, but I think a lot of his characters felt more like archetypes than they did mm-hmm. actual yeah. humans. Um, so you get these four people who all of a sudden it feels like you're back at the start of the Russell T Davies era. You know, it's like, these are real lived in people. I could walk out on the street and meet these people this week. Yeah. Yeah. The problem yeah. is if you look at them in the ghost monument and you look at them at the end of resolution, what growth have you seen? I mean, for, <sighs> you get a fist bump, Yeah, you know, and, and really I would say aside from a fist bump, there's no growth. Um, you know, well, I'm sure we'll cycle to Yaz here at some point, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, which should be a short conversation, unfortunately. Um, but there's just, there's so much missing in terms of emotional beats in this season. And I think that's, what's really tough for me. Um, and if I go back and I watch classic who, even though it's not the same as modern to storytelling, it mm-hmm. does still feel like their slow character evolution, uh, at least mm-hmm. in the seventies and the eighties. And that's just not here. Um, you could, you could almost swap the order of any story this season and it wouldn't make a difference aside from the, maybe the first story, the second story and the finale. Uh, yeah. anything else is interesting. Yeah. Uh, even the even the New Year special, I feel like, is something you could have put at any point, um, you know, and you still would have gotten this stuff uh, for the most part with Ryan's dad and Graham and all that. It wouldn't really shaken things up too much. No, so I guess for me, it's not so much that there's missing villains from the past. It's not so much that I'm missing things from the past that are familiar. I'm missing modern storytelling, and I just feel like it's not here. Okay, hmm. I didn't think of that. <laughs> well, and and again, there's nothing wrong with that no, in theory. No, no. When I was uh, guess when I was guesting on the Ghost Monument episode, I even said it may be really refreshing to get a season of episodes that are good, they're not great, they're not bad, and I feel like that's what we got on yeah. an individual basis. Most of these episodes were enjoyable. Yeah, it's just that thing that when you get to the end of a season at this point, I feel like you hope for some sort of development or something you can say, "Wow, we came a long way." And instead, it's just sort of like, "Well, the Doctor and her fam are still having fun." Um, and maybe there's stuff I'm missing or just that I didn't really recognize or latch on to. Uh, but I just feel like that's where we ended up. Okay. I mean, well, I, I don't, make, I think you make some good points. Yeah. I, uh, I don't, I mean, I, I feel like I agree with that for the most part. I feel like, uh, it's hard. Cause it's kind of like an up and down thing with, with, um, <laughs> with Ryan and Graham. Like it, it almost seems like they're gonna, it's gonna, you know, develop into something, but then it, you know, it doesn't. Yeah. It just never quite got to where it probably should have been. Yeah. Like even it's it's, kind of like he, uh, meaning Ryan, it's like almost if we had a little bit more backstory where he kind of felt like he had to put up this like tough guy front, you know? Yeah. Um, like I forget where it was, you know, episode six or seven or something like that, where, where, um, like really like should have gotten the fist bump and, and didn't get the fist bump. I felt let down by that. You know, it's almost like they, uh, they teased it so many times that when it yeah. happened, it wasn't, it was kind of like the payoff wasn't, wasn't good enough. Yeah. And I, and Mike, I think you're right. I mean, I think I, I, for the most part, you're right. I mean, you know, we go that whole season and yeah, we, we get him finally calling him Gramps and we get a fist bump and, and you're kind of right that that's kind of about all we get. I mean, we, we do even in resolution, I feel like kind of reconciling to an extent with his dad, just, I don't want to say came out of nowhere, but I felt like it was, it was quicker than it should have been. Yeah. 
Um, and that's and that's tough for me because uh, going on personal history, it's kind of one of those touchy subjects. Sure. Uh, but at the same time, in the confines of a of a one hour TV series, uh, you know, it's it's kind of one of those things you almost have to wrap it up unless he's going to be a recurring character, right? Um, you know, and and I should step back and say there are some moments that are really nice. I think um, we do get some good scenes with Graham mourning, um, seeing uh, Grace's mm-hmm. ghost, or what could mm-hmm. be, Ugh. you know, just his imagination. Yeah, those are very good. Um, there was a scene in It Takes You Away where uh, Ryan kind of gets really rude towards the young girl, uh, and it's because he's projecting his issues with his own father onto her and her father. Yeah. Yep. Um, yep. So, so that's a nice moment, and I'd like to see more of that. Um, not that it needs to be all drama and angst, just just more to hook on to. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or, or maybe the other thing, and uh, I, I hope I'm not steering things too much here, is the other thing I would say, in addition to the idea of modern storytelling or emotional hooks, is what choices did our characters have to make that were difficult throughout this season? I mean, besides Graham and Tim Shaw at the end. Yeah, that's just what I was thinking of. I'm trying to think. Of, well, I mean, uh, I don't even want to get into arachnids. <laughs> so that was just and, yeah, and arachnids is kind of frustrating because the, the bad guy just walks away. Yeah. Well, and we get a little bit of that in a few stories. Either yeah. walks away or gets zapped away or... You know, we we don't we don't get proper punishment for our bad guys. That that's that's what our TV tropes have taught us. Yeah, you know, this person is bad. There should be a punishment. But but if you're not going to do it, acknowledge it. Right. Right. Have, have one of the characters say this doesn't seem fair. Or, yeah. or you know, and then the doctor says, "Oh, time will catch up with it. something like that." Yes. Oh like, yeah, anything. Cool you know, or or even to acknowledge that sometimes the bad guys do get away with things uh, you know but to to acknowledge it not just to let it be like oh the big spider died okay well everybody go home now <laughs> yeah uh, you know it's, it's kind of it's underwhelming in that regard uh, yeah and, and maybe that's another piece is just the doctor herself what tough choices does she have to make um and you know i've probably read too many new adventures and that's where i'm coming from on this <laughs> you know? but at the same time uh she straps bombs to a planet in the finale and she doesn't realize what she's doing <laughs> but then when she finds out it's just kind of like oh my bad um, you know, she should be upset about that. Yeah. Um, you know, and again, this isn't me trying to write fanfic or anything, just me trying to think of what's existing and kind of what interactions or what character moments I'd like to see. Um, but during the, the battle of, oh gosh, the battle Ramscora of, Ramscora of Carlos? Carlos. thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> right there, you know, but, uh, during that episode, they're walking through this battlefield of just wreckage. Who knows how many lives have been lost? Who knows how much tragedy there's been? And it's because Tim Shaw lived. And there's yes, that moment yeah. in the first story where she says, you know, basically to the whatever the knucklehead's name is, don't kill him. That's not right. So I think it would be appropriate for one of the characters to say, look around you. This is because we didn't stop him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that could have added so much weight to Graham's decision. Um, you've got Yaz, who's a policewoman. Uh, what would be, you know, what are her feelings on this? Um, you know, this law and order sort of thing. What are her feelings on everything? Well, yeah. (laughs) And it's not that I want there to be a character, you know, I don't need Absalom Dak Dalek killer in there. I don't need, you know, Ace. Oh, but I'd I'd like to see him. I would like to see him on screen. Okay. Back on the rails, back on the rails. Sorry. Um, Sorry. sorry. But, uh, but you know, it's not that I want to see a character shooting things or, or necessarily doing that, but, but give us some more weight to it. Just give us weight to anything. Give us weight to the doctor's decisions. Uh, everything just felt so inconsequential that even when she faced off with a Dalek, um, 
I, I don't feel like they gave enough weight to her character in those moments. And that's not an indication of Jody's performance. I think Jody's done a fantastic job yes. of what she's been given. I just don't feel like they've given her any of those big moments to, to just really like give the big speech or, or stand off to a strong villain. So but maybe I'm going to let you guys talk. No, no, no. I, I, <laughs> no. I, I think, I think you actually have kind of hit on that jigsaw puzzle piece that I've been trying to figure out what it is. I think, I think that's it. There hasn't been that weight. There's been this kind of, I don't know if aloofness is the right term, um, but you know, it's, I'm going to sound like I'm describing like a, a friggin' Pillsbury Doughboy commercial here. It's been kind of light and airy, which isn't <laughs> bad. I have enjoyed it. I love Jody's performance. She's, she's a delight to watch. I am completely, you know, enamored with her portrayal of the doctor um i've enjoyed the performances of everyone else bradley walsh has totally won me over like i did not know what to expect from him but i seriously i for me he's mvp of the season because i've enjoyed his performance so much um but i i think you're right i think there has been um a weight a gravitas of sorts that is missing a little bit this season and that i think it might be the key to what I feel hasn't been clicking. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, shall we head on to favorite episode? Sure. <laughs> I'll, I'll let one of you guys go first. Uh, Taylor, go <laughs> ahead. I, I'm oh, still kind of okay. figuring it out here. I'm, you know, it's, I really, I came away from it takes you away liking it um, way more than I expected to. Um, and I liked that it, it kind of kept me guessing, um, for a good bit. I liked that it had like a total bizarro twist, Mm -hmm. um, to it. We need, I think we need more bonkers (laughs) in, uh, in current who, um, um, so that's really far up there. I, I still, I still really, really enjoyed Rosa. Um, I know a lot of people with the historicals, they go back and forth and say, sometimes say demons of the Punjab is better, um, which it don't get me wrong. It's a great episode and it taught me something about history that I didn't know. I was not aware of the partition of India at all. So that was excellent, you know, but, but I think I've got a little bit more connection to Rosa because it happened in our country. It happened in at least a slightly more recent history in the, you know, there's, um, there's that to it. And, and, and quite honestly, I, and I'm saying this because I was listening to the entire soundtrack today. Um, God, the music from that episode just is so good. Um, that whole soundtrack is good folks by it. Um, so that kind of really, for me, um, let's say it was my top two. <laughs> Having rewatched the ghost monument, that's the only episode I got to rewatch because apparently Comcast decided to not let me save the episodes on the DVR, and now I have to buy them if I want to watch them. Oh no! Um, yeah, but but rewatching it with the the kids last weekend, I mean, the whole TARDIS reveal scene, her getting the TARDIS back, like I teared up again. Yeah, man. You know that was actually a pretty fun episode. So I guess there's my top three. <laughs> And you mentioned the uh, the TARDIS. I think that was another uh, just, you know, going back to expectations. Man, they didn't use that set piece enough. No, that's true. <laughs> they didn't use it enough. It looks uh, so great. 
I would be okay if they went season 26 and we never saw it. We just saw them walking out of the TARDIS. I, oh. I, you know what? I would love for them to have the strength to do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that would be amazing. Part of that was just that the TARDIS was so falling apart at that point. Plus, Andrew yeah. Cartmel hated TARDIS scenes. So it was those two things. But, uh, <laughs> but no, um, I, I didn't really care for the set. But, you know, there's nobody to harp on it. Some people love it. Uh, it's It's a very strong choice uh, so you know again bravo for making a strong choice yeah. and not just going with another set that looks more or less like what we've had for the past 10 years yeah look it it dispenses cookies how can you not love something that dispenses cookies <laughs> oh are they evil cookies no they're custard creams oh well never mind then never <laughs> John, did that help you uh narrow down your choice at all it it did a little bit i i uh, I really like the Witchfinders. Oh, that was a good one. And I don't know if I if it's so much it's my favorite story. I just think that Alan Cumming is brilliant yes. in it. Yeah. I thought he was so good in that episode that I I think it just brought me over the top on that one. I also really liked I remember we were talking about all of the special effects. I really liked how the uh, the mud kind of moved around and looked uh, pretty disgusting. Yeah, um, with the Morax. I think it had the face, too, at one point. It had, like, mm-hmm. a face. I really loved the music in that. I loved... Yeah, I, re- I really, really enjoyed that episode a lot. So, I mean, I would say that one, I, It Takes You Away, was, was so, so good as well. And, oh, man, is it the last three? The Battle of Ranskor of Kolos. Yeah, that would be uh, eight, nine, ten. I mean, I, I think, I think I could just bundle those three up, and I would be fine with those. Honestly, okay. I think those are my my favorite three of the season. Okay. Um, you know, one I think gets very overlooked is uh, the woman who fell to Earth, um, and and there's some issues with with Grace dying and the way it's done to kind of give other mm-hmm. characters motivation. Yep. Yeah. But aside from that, um, I, I think that it's an incredibly stylish episode. Um, I feel it probably has the best balance the entire season of giving each character something to do. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, just everything from the sound, the the music, the performances. Uh, I, I think it was a really strong debut story. Um, it's I, you know I wouldn't necessarily put it up there with say the pilot or the eleventh hour. Right. But it was very good. Uh, I like that one a lot. Um, Rosa, I've kind of cooled off on a little bit. Um, I can't think of the guy's name, but, uh, basically Biff Tannen with his, uh, future guide to <laughs> how to cause havoc. Crasco. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I, I, as I look back, I just think that character was extraneous and, and I really wish they could have done it without him. Um, yeah, I can but, see uh, that, but I understand that, you know, there are some good points to be made there that even in the future, there probably will still be terrible people and we just have to do our best to, Shoot them, back in time. Shoot them back in time. Shoot them back in time. Yeah, that's a good choice. That's right. um, so uh, I, I'd say probably I enjoyed about six of six stories this season. There was two or three that I was just kind of okay on and two that I didn't care for. But uh, Demons of the Punjab to me is one of the best stories Doctor Who's done in years. Um, it's always hard to say the best because different stories offer different things. Right. And we're all going to take something different from them anyway. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, Taylor, I like the fact that you mentioned the educational aspect. Uh, even even a lot of people I saw on Twitter who live in the UK were acknowledging that they weren't that deeply familiar with it, even though it was a big piece of it was England leaving. 
Yeah. Um, so it was interesting to see that perspective. I want to read more about it. I want to learn more about this. I think it's really fascinating. Uh, I, I think it's a strong, emotional, character-driven episode. It defies expectations um, that the aliens are not the bad guys. Yes. Uh, they're, they're just kind of there to be an aspect of the plot. Yeah. Um, and just seeing that the, the deep hatred that humanity can have can turn us into monsters. Uh, it was powerful. I would say the only knock that would maybe drop it to a 9.9 instead of a perfect 10 <laughs> is Yaz needed more to do. It was, it should have been Yaz's story. Yeah. Yes. And yet again, you know, who's getting the big character moments. It's Graham. Yeah. And uh, we all love Graham. Graham's great. But at the same time, just, just having another moment um, there, there's very little reason that the speech that Graham gave couldn't have been given by Yaz. Uh, you know, I think maybe a little more military aspect, but still it, it, to have her make that speech to this man that was a big part of her grandma's life that she never knew. That would have been amazing. Yeah, yeah it would have, you know, and instead it's just sort of this like, oh, I got this watch. <laughs> you know, oh, uh, you, my, gr- my grandmother wouldn't tell me the story. So I'm going to use my friend who can travel through time. Yeah. Uh, so uh, again, that's a minor knock. Otherwise, I think it's an incredibly powerful story. It just goes back to again that you have four characters in the TARDIS, and for whatever reason, Chibnall steering this season only decided to focus on three. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I would say Demons of Punjab. Uh, I thought that uh, Women Who Fell to Earth is very strong. Um, probably, if I did choose another one, I would say Witchfinders would be high on the list. I loved Witchfinders. I think I watched yeah. that was the episode I watched the most. Like over again. I think I watched like three or four times. I, I like the Witchfinders because it was the closest I've ever come to becoming viral on Twitter, and probably will be the the closest. I've oh ever yes, on Twitter. So wait, wait, yes. I can't remember what, what happened. So so Amazon had leaked the episode in. Oh, that's right. So so if you're watching the Witchfinders, especially because I usually watch with subtitles just mm-hmm. to make sure I catch everything, even like not mm-hmm. just Doctor Who. I just put on subtitles right. for stuff. But I get it. So uh, so get so you had the subtitles for Kerblam. Mm-hmm. Uh, the visuals from Witchfinders, um, and yes. I, so I actually I watched it once without the, the subtitles. Then I put them on when I rewatched it later, and uh, it was pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> Did not match whatsoever. But uh, see, and even thinking of Kerblam, Kerblam was, was fun. It was fun. Yeah, you know, it was fun. It was. Um, I know some people had some really strong takes as far as the uh, the capitalist aspect, and justifiably so. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, again, it was kind of the the takeaway from that episode was like, oh, Amazon's not the bad guy. Um, so <laughs> yeah yeah they are how'd that work out for him yeah. uh, <laughs> well but so so anyway yeah I, I think there was a lot of good episodes um you know the two and i think it's the same two you guys would agree with is uh saranga conundrum and uh arachnids in the uk yeah, yeah. just weren't strong no yeah and uh you know as as my pals rob and dave on my other show i guess on uh, the doctor who show every once in a while i would say Basically, you would fear any time Chibnall's name came up on screen this season. Yeah. A little bit, yeah. Because it, yeah. it really became apparent to me that most of his episodes were the weak links of this season. Yeah. And uh, I guess with that, it kind of makes me wonder, like, this is when you shoot your shot. I mean, you're yeah. the head of the show. You know, you're the kid who chewed out Pippin Jane Baker and John Nathan Turner on television in the 80s about how Doctor Who sucked. Um, yeah. So, so it's like you're running it now, like take your big shot. And instead it was just kind of like, Oh, here's some fun adventures. And uh, maybe that's what he wants. Or maybe. maybe it does go to what Taylor was saying earlier, as far as get the car back on the road, ride it in a little bit, and then start seeing what you can do with it. Yeah. Uh, but I, I just felt like if Chibnall's name showed up on screen, it filled me with dread rather than excitement. I agree. 
Yeah, you're not you're not wrong. I mean, I had those feelings too, and you know, obviously, some were really really weak, and some were eh, middling to fair. Yeah. Um, but I I think in the grand scheme of things, I mean, I I think it's okay to have kind of a a middling to fair season. I know in this I don't know TV climate, it's like if if there's something that isn't building higher and higher and higher every single time, you know, the average person or or the haters out there or whatever are going to be like oh my god it's all over and they they make these super quick judgments i mean i think it's all based on the fact that we've got this 24-hour news cycle world that we're living in or even less than that now um but in and again i'm I'm basing part of this on on the rewatch i did of ghost monument over the weekend uh, uh with the kids is one thing that i feel like we do see in this season um is uh, some exploration of these themes of what's going on in our world right now. Um, but in that sci-fi element, kind of much the way that we saw in like uh, the original series of Star Trek or even, or even next generation. Um, and definitely obviously in classic who um, I, and I'm thinking of um, Engstrom, you know, and, and how the Stenza are like, cleansing her planet cleansing the albarians and and she literally she's a refugee i mean this is this is syria we're looking at um um with her little bit of story there um and and you know the fact that refugees will you know leave the country to try and make a better life and then bring their families over so they can all have a better life and 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 we we get stories like that throughout this season. Um, and I know we got a lot of that in classic who, I mean, I think of some of the stuff in the Baker years in the Tom Baker years, especially. Um, and, and even in the Pertwee from what I can remember um, doing stuff like this, having these kind of themes and stuff that we touch on. And I mean, again, in the grand scheme of things, I think it's okay if we have, you know, a middle and, season where there's good stuff there's like eh, not great stuff um now if we have like five seasons in a row of that that's gonna get to be a problem yeah but i again it's one of those things where i i have been a fan of this show long enough i've seen it through ups and downs i've seen good seasons i've seen bad seasons i've seen amazing seasons i've seen the wilderness years um you know the doctor is still my hero uh this is this is still you know my 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 touchstone show that I go to. This is this is like my thing. So I'm I'm on board. I'm like okay, this wasn't the best ever, but I have faith. This is train still going in the right direction, and I'm still on board for the ride. Yeah, and and I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, and that's and again, what what I was kind of giving a disclaimer at the start of the show. Uh, there's a lot of people who like this season, and I'm very excited for them. Uh, there's some people who didn't, and I hope the next season gives them what they want. Um, you know, for me, it was kind of a letdown, but at the same time, I'm looking forward to what comes next. Mm -hmm. Um, and I hope there's kind of maybe something that's more for me. If it's not, that's okay. I have 200 something big finish plays to listen to, and that's (laughs) not even counting what's going to come in the next year. Um, you know, there's always been areas of doctor who that maybe aren't for me so much. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, I I really dislike season three, the, the tenant season with, uh, Martha and Martha was great, but I just didn't like the season. Yeah. I'm looking Um, at that season right now. Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, and you know, I think about then season four, I actually stopped watching for a while. 
Um, and I went back later and I watched it and I found it was much better than what I thought it would be. Um, but it's okay to walk away Mm -hmm. and, you know, it's okay to be critical thoughtfully, but if you're just going to trash it or just, you know, it, it's, it's kind of like John says on another show, you don't have to watch a show you don't like. Oh, it's very true. Everyone. (laughs) Yeah. So, so, uh, you know, for me, I'm going to give it a try next season. I'm sure I'll watch all of it. Um, but at the same time, if, if I'm not feeling it, I'm not going to act like it's ruining my life either. Yep. Do- Doctor yeah. Who is a very broad thing. And yeah. uh, there's going to be times it works for you. There's going to be times it doesn't. And that's part of what's so amazing about having 50 something years of this show and all this extended media is that it's okay if it's not for you for a few years. And so. on that, on that po- point, I know a lot of people who were getting fed up with the Moffat years and I don't mm-hmm. want to get in. I don't want to get into it. <laughs> but yeah, some of your some of your bang, bang pal cohorts, yes, uh, were the, very anti Moffat. They were they were not into it, and they came back for for this, and that's great because I like to talk to my friends about Doctor Who, and they they have enjoyed this season, and a lot of people have been like, "Oh, a woman Doctor, I'm going to get on board with that. I'll watch this." Mm-hmm. So it's gotten a lot of new eyes or you know, uh, returning eyes on it. And maybe they'll be like, you know what? Maybe I will go back and watch that stuff. Maybe I will, uh, check out some big finish. Maybe I will buy some of the books. So I think overall just the impact it's had. And I mean, look at them ratings y'all. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) there was some drop off, but at the same time it's higher than it's been in a long time. Oh yes. Uh, you know, I, I enjoyed the majority of the Moffat years, but I think it's tough to argue that, it got too bogged down in itself at times. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, it just, so, so for a casual viewer, it's sort of like, I don't remember this thing that happened six weeks ago, intricately, like you seem to think I'm going to, or, yeah, you know, yeah. just like, or the crack in the wall shows up four years later. So it's, it's those kind of things where it's like, I, I think for a certain type of fan, that stuff plays really well, but for other fans, not so much. Yeah. No, I think that's, I think that's true because I, I, I live with two more casual fans in my household who, partway through Capaldi's last season went, uh, look, I'm done for a while because they would get so emotionally invested in the characters and, you know, here's horrible things happening to them. And they're like, look, I just can't handle this right now. Um, But I am happy to say that, that having seen a little bit of this last season, you know, while I've been watching it and they're kind of coming in and out of the room, it's kind of like, maybe it's time to come back to it. And that makes me feel fantastic. And I mean, maybe that was part of Chibnall's plan is he watched the Moffat era and he, I mean, he might've enjoyed it, but he maybe saw the overall um, reaction at the end was everyone was just so like, please don't kill any more characters or, you know, I, <laughs> I, I don't know whatever complaints people have had right. with the Moffat era. And he's like, you know what? Let's just ease everyone back into it. <laughs> Let's just have yeah, a night, nice, possibly. fun stories, and we'll have a cute little alien thing that eats a ship, and it can't be destroyed. <laughs> It'll be adorable. Yeah, admit, it was pretty cute. And that's one thing I hope for is whenever these companions do depart, uh, I think it would be really nice if we could just get some, hey, you know what? This has been fun. I'm going to go back and live my life now. Yeah. Um, you know, or yeah. maybe I found my calling on another planet. I'm going to live here and help them. Yes. Um, you know, I, I, I kind of think that one of the worst tropes we've had with modern who is that everybody has to leave is a big dramatic departure. Um, 
you know, I don't know that much of anyone has had a happy ending or it's usually very bittersweet. So that that's one thing from the classic series I would like to see come back. Is Martha mm-hmm. the only one that's had like a halfway decent, yeah. like she's I, the I, only one, right? Pretty, yeah. pretty much, you know, she kind of left on yeah. her own terms because she was over it. Um, yeah. And aside from that, there's always been some sort of trauma or, or forced separation that's, that's kind of just, it's frustrating. You know, it makes for good drama in moderation, but when it's every single time, uh, it just gets it gets a little frustrating. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, that's the kind of thing I'd like to see more of in the future. Um, you know, who, who knows? Maybe Yaz will get to do something at some point next season and uh, actually like find a character and have a life. Um, <laughs> now, again, dude, uh, Mandy Mandy Gill is doing a very good job with what she's given. She's just not given anything. It's and I, I'm. Uh, I'm sure, Mike, you, you've heard this show where I go, I don't got anything for Yaz this week. She didn't yeah, do anything yeah. terrible, but she didn't do anything worth noting. And every week I was just like, I don't got anything for Yaz again. Yeah. Uh, you know, a character with a strong background, uh, both in terms of her family life, in terms of her career choice. Um, honestly, I think we saw Kissagram Amy do more police stuff than we've seen Yaz do so far. Oh, yes. Oh, 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 oh. I, that's not oh. that's not a lie. No, and and honestly, just Yaz is just happy to be there. She, she makes is, N- yeah. she makes Nissa look like Donna Noble at this point. Um, <laughs> it's just it's, oh, shoot, oh. it's shoot week, ladies and gentlemen. Shoot week, love it, love it. Uh, it, it so again, I cannot emphasize enough. Uh, I want to like this character. I think the actress is doing a good job. Yeah, uh, please, writing team, give her something to do. Give her something. Uh, yeah, just heaven forbid, let Ryan and Graham take the back seat for an episode or two. Uh, you know. Yeah, can't uh, they just go to like a baseball game or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> They're just like, we're gonna go do this, and it's like, oh, okay. They they need they need just need to go out and get fresh sandwiches so it's not that one that Graham carries around in that, his jacket that's I, not wrapped. I absolutely love that, by the way. I, I think that's I hilarious. thought that I was totally gross. So great. Where he's just like, We never stopped for food. I had to make food. That was the best. So the biggest missed opportunity this season, because we had the food thing playing out again and again and again, was during It Takes You Away. We had the flesh-eating moths. Uh, you know, they had to distract them somehow. He had the sandwich in his pocket. That <laughs> yes. Episode. That would it have been, been amazing. The most amazing payoff. And it, that would, that, see, yes. That's um, like a Curse of Monkey Island <laughs> item. <laughs> But, uh, I don't know where I pulled that out of, but sure. I'm not sure either. <laughs> but yeah, I, there's just so many things this season that are frustrating, and they're frustrating out of love. They're not frustrated out of hatred. They're not oh, frustrated yeah. out of uh, disappointment. Yeah, it's it's because point. I want to love them more, and good I think point. they can get there. Yes. I really do. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, well said. So, least favorite episodes, we kind of already touched on it, Arachnids in the UK and the Saranga Conundrum. Yeah, if I had to pick between the two, I think I liked Saranga a little bit better than Arachnids. Yeah, I would say that as well. I guess so, yeah. And and honestly, uh, Ranscore Afkolos uh, didn't do a lot for me. It uh, didn't crescendo the way I would have wanted it to. Again, there there should have been a really, there should have been a good moment for Jody, and I don't think she got a good moment that time around. We also never saw the battle. That's so well, kind, yeah. of a, <laughs> kind of a misleading title. And, and, it know, should have been the battle good. for instead of the battle of, right? <laughs> yes. See, yes, yeah. prepositions, people. Mm. Yeah, um, you know, and, and the other thing I kind of just real quick I'll throw out there that's kind of wonky to me is I hate the TARDIS as a plot device or a resolution um, because you know there's a whole thing where it's like oh we're just going to broadcast with our light to to send these planets back where they belong. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was really goofy, and it was just kind of it was kind of like the deflector dish array in Star Trek. 
Um, you just talk <laughs> about it and something happens. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then, and then we had it again during the finale with the whole time vortex thing. Um, mm. You know, that it, it sucks the Dalek off and uh, to the, oh God. Um, never mind. <laughs> that was question. That was a uh, questionable decision by the doctor to open a, you know, open the TARDIS doors and. Yeah. That was a questionable choice of words by me, but uh, we'll just skip over that. So. <laughs> yeah, uh, but again, it's that kind of thing. And it's not the first time we've seen the TARDIS vortex play out. Um, you know, uh, Salamander, who knows what happened to him. But you guys may not have seen that episode, so I'll stop. Um, the Enemy of the uh, World, Troughton? No, not okay, yet. I'll just stop that. No, I don't think not we yet. have, no. Okay. So, uh, but anyhow, uh, I, I don't like when the TARDIS is part of the resolution. Uh, the TARDIS should be what gets them from point A to point B. Uh, but the minute it becomes uh, it, it kind of becomes that magic solution that doesn't really have much consequence to it is at least how I feel. Right. Uh, but mm-hmm. you know, that's again, me nitpicking. So there you go. No, I, I think that's fine. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I love the score. The score yes. is amazing. Uh, go out and buy the score, please. God, yeah. It's like, so Sega good. And what he's brought to this season uh, is one of the biggest highlights. Yes. Uh, you know, he, he uses a lot of electronic sounds, but then he'll use especially strings, occasionally a little bit of brass instrument, but he'll find this way to really create an uneasy feeling. And then all mm-hmm. of a sudden the soaring emotion on top of it with traditional instrumentation. So, yes. uh, yeah, uh, the scene where the doctor finds her TARDIS is one of the perfect examples. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's mm-hmm. just a beautiful track that stands up with nearly anything Murray Gold's done. Um, t- Taylor, they put our montage music in there, too. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I I heard that. I heard that. And I was so happy. I love that montage music so much. For those listening, there's there's a track that gets used. Um, it's in it's the scene in uh, the first episode where they're kind of doing the investigative work. Uh, mm-hmm. It gets reused in Rosa. And then it's used uh, one last time briefly in Witchfinders. Um, and it's slightly different each time, but it's it's just kind of this recurring sort of montage. Hey, we're getting into business. Let's go do <laughs> stuff now. Yeah. Love it. That's so good. That that whole album. I really the I think the only thing I wish with uh the score is that we would have had the music from Resolution in it as oh, well. Oh, it didn't have Rockstar Dalek music? No. Oh. And, and it was and that stuff was so good. It was so yeah, good. I mean, the the Akinola is able to just do this kind of like very kind of like atmospheric stuff and yes, he's got the swelling strings and stuff like it, like especially some of that music from Rosa, especially with the horns and stuff that he's got working in there is so good. But then there's like guitars and drums and it's kind of yeah, like man. it's it's almost like the incident the incidental music from 28 days later at some points and I'm like this is amazing. Yeah. Um and um the only thing I wish with the soundtrack other than that is that the uh, Demons of the Punjab remix of the Doctor Who theme was more than 49 seconds. <laughs> oh, extended I, w- I would like the ex- the full extended version of it. I, I just 49 seconds of that. It's so beautiful. Um, it, and it just leaves me wanting more. All right. Did we want to say anything more about our least, the least favorite episodes, or are we just like those two were bad? Moving on, please, please no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I, think, I think you could just go and listen to those two episodes and just hear the. I think was was episode five when I was just like, I think I'm defeated. I feel like I was like, I I want to say good things about the show I love. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, I yeah. remember that. And I think a good point with that, and I, we, we might have in some combination of the three of us discussed this on Twitter, perhaps with some other folks, but if they'd have moved Witchfinders earlier in the season, 
how much would that have shaken up the feel of everything and really made it a stronger season? Where you would know, you uh, where would you have put it? I would have put it between Arachnids and uh, and Suranga, or it, perhaps even after Rosa, even okay. though it would be back to back historicals. Uh, but I just think it was a punchy script, and it really could have lifted up the season, um, as opposed to having five Chibnall stories in a row or four. Okay. Ooh, you know what? Here's I could a, see that. Here's a fun. Uh, here's a fun game. Uh, since these are all basically one-offs with, I guess, the... Uh, you couldn't really change uh, episodes one, two, and the finale. What would be your ideal order? Oh, boy. I'd have to give that some thought. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's tough because I would be talking about an eight-episode season. Um, <laughs> just cut two out completely. Just, just maybe have a couple just as web releases only. <laughs> uh, oh, See web because it's a rat. No, never hey, mind. I got, I got you. I got you. But, uh, that's, that, that, that's a fearful and, web. That's a web of fear oh right gosh. there. Oh jeez. So, uh, but no, I, I think that I would say witch finders would have been a good one to move forward. Um, and I think it takes you away would have been interesting to move earlier on uh, mm. because it would it would strengthen Graham's arc as far as the gray stuff goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As well as it would also give some strength to Ryan and how he feels about his father. Uh, you know, I, I guess the one thing I can say to have it towards the end of the season is it reemphasizes that a little bit ahead of the New Year special. Uh, but uh, I, I still think that moving those two episodes earlier, um, maybe put like Saranga off towards the back, something like that. I think that would have been the way to go. Okay. Yeah, I think I think having Arachnids and Saranga back to back, it's it's kind of you know you've got low and low before picking back up. It it kind of does what. Um, part of the monk trilogy trilogy did the season before oh, no. So I know, i'm sorry but it's it is it's that same kind of thing you you kind of you kind of hit bottom and then you kind of scrape bottom a little bit before pulling up um i i guess i'm sort of using an aeronautical analogy there or something but i i but i think having a weaker episode and then having a stronger or even two stronger and then another weaker it kind of supports those weaker episodes a little better. Um, so I can see, yeah, moving at least an episode, if not two in between those two would, would have improved it um, to really sit down and kind of like go, what would my order be? I, I don't know. I'd want to think about that more, but Mike makes some really good points. All right. I have uh, no, no opinion on it. It was just something I went, Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it was a great Since, I mean, they're all, you know, they're all standalones basically. Pretty much. Um, I, th- I feel like we have touched on what elements uh, worked and didn't work. Honestly, I, there's one thing I'd like to add. Yes. to that, um, I I still think in a lot of cases the Sonic got overused. Yeah, man. Don't get me wrong. I love the flourish. I think the Sonic itself is really cool. <laughs> yes, um, but it's like, look, I'm trying. Like I, I made a mention of it in Ghost Monument, and Amber actually stood up and defended it. She's like. It was rusted. It was stuck. You know, it was like here's a, a hatchway, and we need to unscrew the 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 handle to it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you could have used your hands. <laughs> and then Amber stands up. And she's like, no, it, it it was rusty. It was stuck. She needed Sonic. I'm like, all right, babe, sure. <laughs> no, I um, love the Sonic. You know, but I, I again, I think anything in a story where you could just as easily use your hands for, you should be using your hands. Yeah, I, I, I'm an outlier. I'm very anti-Sonic. 
you know, give me an umbrella any day. Right. Uh, but I recognize <laughs> yes. from a storytelling perspective, from a marketing perspective. Yep. Um, you know, and don't get me wrong. I say I'm anti-Sonic. I have at least two of them. So don't listen to me. Um, I, I think the design <laughs> is cool. I think the scene where she builds, it's pretty amazing. Oh, I love um, that. You know, that's, that's fantastic. Um, I, I do agree she overuses it, but every modern doctor has overused their Sonic. Uh, it's just one of those things about the modern series that probably will never go away. And you know what? That's fine. I, I don't, mm-hmm. it's, it doesn't make me mad. It doesn't make me upset or anything like that. I'm not grouchy. It just, I, I just feel like it's a storytelling shortcut too often yeah. or, or, or the uses are, are a little too universal um, as opposed to just assembling cabinets. Um, one more reason I love the War Doctor is just yes. like even he's yeah. kind of like this is ridiculous, guys. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, it's it's I just you know I, I agree it's overused. I would also agree with that elements that I mean worked the music definitely <laughs> um, didn't the, didn't work. I don't know if I can really think of anything. Actually, else you know what other element really really worked was um, some of the uh, different camera work we got oh absolutely Some of the dread, like jamie childs especially like, i cannot wait to see him in and la next month they filmed um they filmed it in a different format as well right yes yeah i they mean were that using different cameras and a different, that worked uh yeah i think that worked very well <laughs> i mean uh, just the, the in the woman who fell to earth just the the opening uh shots of that episode i was like oh my goodness what am i watching mm-hmm so much of it was done at nighttime, uh, which is a rarity. We don't see much of that in Who. Um, so that was really nice. Uh, just yeah. the, the vistas and the deserts and uh, Ghost Monument were very strong. Uh, basically, anywhere that had some real-world filming felt really well done. Um, the spaceship stuff maybe was just kind of, you know, it's it's always kind of just what it is. Uh, but I, I think that most of the season was incredibly well shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I wish I was a director's guy so I could give you names of, you know, who really didn't, didn't work for me. Uh, but, <laughs> but I, but there's nothing, there's not one that really stands out to me that I could point to and say that wasn't too well shot or the, the right. design wasn't strong. I think everything held up really well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what do, man, this is, what do we want to see next season? <laughs> this is, I mean, there's, there's a lot, I think, um, so, but go ahead, Mike. Well, yeah, I'm sorry, as I already tried to put it. I'm just thinking I'm the one of the most negative here, so I should probably be the one of the ones to really try to cha- champion something. But um, I want to see stronger adversaries. Okay. Um, yes. Doesn't have to be a classic series. Doesn't have to be something we've seen before. But mm-hmm. i just like to see something that feels like more of a threat and just has a stronger personality. Um, I'd like to see the Doctor show a stronger personality. And that's a very dangerous word for me to use. Or it just again, it's I'm not saying that in terms of her being female or her being you know goofy or whatever. It just I again, like I said earlier, I want to see those moments where she does have to put her foot down, where she does have to scowl at someone and really mm-hmm. just be like you know the force of nature, Doctor. Yeah. Uh, and and you know again, that's where I'm coming from. A seven, I'm a seventh Doctor guy, so yeah. you know I don't need her scheming <laughs> or manipulating, but I'd like to see those moments where she just has real indignation over what's happening. Uh, so I'd like to see that. Um, Yaz, I would like to see, of course, just get something to do. Um, you know, it just anything would be an improvement at this point. Yeah. Um, I kind of hope that we do see one or two companions depart by the end of the season. Um, I don't really have any preferences to who, uh, but just I think it would be fun to have maybe one companion stick around and someone new join. Uh, see, see how that works out. Change of the dynamic a bit. 
Yeah, you know, yeah. have the have the experienced companion and the new companion. Uh, I think that would be a great example of how you could build up Yaz. Uh, and I just don't know if there's much more for Ryan and Graham to go with. Uh, and one last thing I'll throw out is uh, there was that kind of hint that cancer could come back for Graham. Uh, I, I hope they don't go that route. But if they do, I hope it's handled very well. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I think I could uh, I could use a two-parter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not, you know, I'm not like dying for a two-parter, but I feel like I want to see what Chibnall can do with a two-parter. I'd like to see what one of his other writers could do with a two-parter. <laughs> I mean, I at, no, 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 you know what I mean. Like him at the helm. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. in his era, I would like to see a two-parter. Um, yes, I, I gotcha. I agree with we need a strong, stronger um, antagonist for sure. Um Man, what else? What else would I want to see next season? I don't know. I don't know. I'm pretty. I'm pretty easy going these days, guys. <laughs> One last thought. Uh, I hope that we don't see too many writers from the past come forward just yet. Um, you know, people who wrote for this season, absolutely. I think that just about everyone who was a writer non-chibnal this year did a good job. Yes. Uh, but I'm excited that he's bringing in some new voices. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, again, we've got a lot of people, you know, and I don't think Mark Gatiss plans on coming back anytime soon. But, no, you know, no, no. just some of those, some of the old guard, it's like, let's just kind of keep them on the bench for a while and maybe bring them back in season three or season four of Chibnall's run. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. 100%. Um, I think I'm going to, I mean... I'm going to echo a lot of what you guys have already said. I mean, yes, I'd, I'd love to see an arc for Yaz. Um, I would um, love to see as much as I love the scrunchy face, as much as I love, <laughs> you know, uh, 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 Jody, if she's playing the doctor now, I, I, I would love to see some of that more serious, uh, more gravitas, you know, the, like you said, that indignation at, at what is happening in the universe or what is happening on the planet. Um, you know, I'm right there with you, Mike seventh doctor kind of stuff. Um, um, I would love to see something like that where she's like, you said, got to put her foot down. Um, I, as much as like, I like, I liked having, you know, the Dalek threat back. Um, I, I, I think a strong antagonist, uh, whether it be a classic uh, monster comeback, whether it's a new creation, I think would be great. Um, I honestly, I would love to see uh, the return of a past companion for a story. And just that, that kind of like, oh, Doctor, you've changed kind of thing. Any particular character you'd want to see? I, well, I mean... Obviously, I, it's easy for me just to say my favorite, but um, I, <laughs> you, well, yeah, of course. I mean, can you imagine? Well, I, didn't, I didn't know if we you... were talking about just modern or not. Well, well oh, Ace, no, no, no. I, but, I... but I mean, Ace is like a Gallifreyan agent. She's a teacher at Coal Hill. I mean, she's all over the place, man. I don't know when she's no, going to she, find time I, to meet I, anyone. Yeah, right. Um, and that's true. I've got to listen to that class uh, <laughs> story with her in it. Damn it. More <laughs> things I need to listen to. Class. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Great. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay. So, I I really I I I would love to see how they would interact because you know I know especially like through the new adventures Ace was like you know basically a mercenary at some point and and um I I don't know what she is or or how she is um in in the class big finish um. You know, if she still has that kind of like 
badass edge to her or if she's kind of mellowed out with age or but that would be such a crazy interaction i mean i just i just want to see her color professor <laughs> you know i just want to see that um i I'd, I'd be happy with almost i think it would be you know what would be absolutely just like a bonkers choice i'd love to see tegan meet 13 oh goodness <laughs> That just that would be up there. I, I think I'd be happy with almost anyone, but I mean, I'd like to see like a literally classic era companion meet thirteen. Do I think it's going to happen? No. Do I think it would be neat? I, I just literally give us one episode. It doesn't have to be an arc. It doesn't have to be you know bring him back on board for a trip. I just want to see what it would be like. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I remembered uh, while you were while you were saying that that uh, Chibnall used to run another Doctor Who show uh, called Torchwood. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> yes. So uh, God, let's we're not going to bring that cyber lady back. No, 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 no. Okay, good. Hey, Wait, of, what was wrong with the cyber? A lot better than you think. Um, <laughs> it is. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. right. I love Torchwood. I love Torchwood. No, but but uh, but it would be interesting to see Captain Jack show up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think it's got to happen, Barrowman, right? Yeah, you know, yes. John Barrowman's a big enough name that I think that would be kind of an event. Um, you know, and he kind of harkens back to that Rose era that everybody loves so much. Uh, so I think it would be interesting to see him solo. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not optimistic enough to think that my beloved Torchwood team, the new team is going to make it onto TV, but, uh, but still, even if, even if their names just got shouted out, like that would be the greatest thing ever. But, uh, cause I'm a nerd, but anyway, uh, yeah, I I think it would be interesting to see Captain Jack's reaction. I think Uh, that that has to happen next season, (laughs) right? I'm sure someone's going to drill him. He would be the most, he would be the easiest character to fit into the narrative. Oh yeah. Someone's going to grill him at, uh, at galley about that. I guarantee it. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see if it happens. I think the other thing I'd like to see, I don't know if I want to see more of it, but I think if we just have the same amount of historical episodes, that we had in in season 11 so like mm-hmm. two i think if we stay in that with that i think that would be great i i always love those and i always love when we're somehow a part of history i just yeah. i don't know yeah. so no, there i agree you. with that yeah. a few other ones i thought of real quick uh I, i'd like to see uh the mara come back uh the the <laughs> evil character from Kinda. Uh, <laughs> if they did an outer yes. space Dalek story and they used the the soundtrack from day of the dalek or sorry death to the daleks um, oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Guys, I, I listened to the show. Uh, I, I know where, I know all your favorites. So. Yeah, well, we, I'd we be fine if, if they bring back the actual, like, blow-up snake of the Mara. <laughs> I'd be fine yes. with it. Yes. It needs to be the same exact one, though. It's probably just been lit on fire, right? And, and that'll be the same episode that Tegan meets 13. <laughs> Oh my uh, goodness. guys, this isn't the time scoop. Come on. <laughs> hey, when's that so, coming? Speaking back? of something that else that back? should come back for next season. Yeah, is oh, that coming sure. back? Are we putting you on the spot right now? <laughs> oh goodness. We'll we'll see how life shakes out over the next few months. <laughs> All right. Fair. Fair. Fair enough. Well, I think is there anything else we would like to say before we close the book here? Um is it twenty twenty yet? Or end the audio story. I don't know. Is it twenty twenty so, yet? No, it's not. Darn it. I'm it's sorry. not, and I'm glad. So this is kind of the last thing I'll throw out there uh, for anybody who still thought my opinions may have had value. You were wrong. But <laughs> I'm I'm really excited for Wilderness Years um, because it's when the fan community really gets creative. 
um, whether it be podcasts, essays, blogs, whatever, uh, creative works. Uh, you know, there's people out there like doing like audio uh, fiction of their own, just fan yeah. fiction. Um, and I haven't had a chance to listen to much yet, but but just seeing what people do when there's this downtime. Because it really, I think it's what kind of fires us up as fans is like, well, we don't have our favorite thing for a year. How are we going to get around it? Um, it could mean going into the sideways stuff like the extended universe. It could mean, you know, going back and watching classic stuff. Uh, it can mean, do, you know, mean doing games on your podcast, whatever it may be. But uh, to be honest, this is my favorite time to, to be a fan. Um, and, and I know that's completely backwards and wrong because I'm basically saying being a fan is more fun than watching the TV show. <laughs> Well, uh, I mean, the, uh, for us, good points. for us here at Podcastica, I I actually do enjoy the the Wilderness Year a little bit because that means I get to go back and watch classic stuff that I haven't seen before. And yeah. let's be honest, before we started recording, I was trying to convince John for our next episode to watch one of the unlicensed, you know, oh, spinoff things. Mike. Oh. Zygon soft porn and stuff please, like that. Please, it, oh, Mike, uh, I, just for the audience, I did the uh, a scrub through of that. That's what we called in the industry. Um, not really. Uh, and <laughs> I saw some things that I just uh, did not need to see. Um, you know, I, I've never seen it. Um, I've read some stories, and uh, it sounds like probably the worst thing that's ever been associated with Doctor Who in any way, shape, or form. It, so, I, there, there actually is a copy of it available on Daily Motion. Uh, if, oh you, no. if you search for it, if you want to invest fifty-seven minutes, that you will <laughs> never, ever, ever get. Back. Just, just don't do it. But, but maybe on a lighter note, what, what are you guys going to talk about next time? That is a great question. And did you put it all in the notes so I could read it? You did. I did. Uh, next week we are, or not next week, two weeks from now, our episode before Gallifrey, we are going to watch Doctor Who and the Daleks, the Peter Cushing movie. Wow. Yeah. That's a great costume. <laughs> um, Taylor was uh, kind enough to send me a DVD copy of both of the Peter Cushing movies, and we are going to watch this. I'm pretty excited. Now, we're... Are you guys are you guys aware of who one of the companions is in uh, the second one? Yes. Okay, just checking. Uh, are you Taylor's out there? <laughs> yeah. Fine, but yeah, yeah. Good so, stuff. Love it. Yeah. Well, I, I look forward to hearing what you guys have to say. It's going to be a lot of fun. It, yeah. It's definitely. I mean, I, I, I've seen it. Well, most of it once before. It popped up on like Turner Classic Movies, and I, I DVR'd it. And it is. Yeah, it's definitely a different beast. Well, I'm excited. I'm yeah, excited. It, it, it'll be neat. It'll I think this neat. has been a long this time. This is a, we have avoided this for a while. I feel like it has not, <laughs> well, mostly because because we didn't own copies. Yes, of it. But that's... now that you can get copies of it, there yeah. you go. Perfect. Um, and I have to say, before we finish up, Mike, thank you for coming on and and co-hosting when we did the Ghost Monument because you oh. have given our show its new format. Yes, thank you. You're, you're welcome. No, I, no, I have no I, idea. I did that. No, you <laughs> did. You did. I was. I believe I was listening to it on the plane, and I think on the way back from where I was back east. Right, that's the yeah. week I was gone. Um, and I remember listening to it. And I'm like, man, we should just always do the show like this. <laughs> and that's how that that's how the show has gone ever since. I feel like it's been um, a lot easier on. I think both of us. I don't want to speak I'm for both of us. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and again, it's always fun to hear your takes on modern stuff, classic stuff, or wherever the road takes you. So, And thank you guys for having me on. It's always fun. Oh, uh, ap- anytime. Anytime seriously. you want to come on. If we do... Uh, how about this? This wilderness year, 
we will we will listen to a big finish um and we will have you back on for that yeah uh, yeah we're we're gonna do that um i'll think on it and i'll come up with some ideas it's probably gonna be war master but hey, we'll, we'll see i'm what okay with that i'm fine I'm with okay that with that yeah but yeah uh, that's that's good and uh you know and i'll keep throwing some ridiculous uh stuff at you guys like underworld so <laughs> uh, yes <laughs> Yeah, I know. I think I think when we get to the end of Galley, we should ask you what to review next, like we did. Oh I think, yes, both previous years. Yes, I already know. So I'll but I'll, I'll save it till the end of Galley. Yes, right, please do. Right. Um, Mike, where where can everyone find you? Um, uh, for my hot takes on Highlander, you can find me on Twitter at <laughs> ma solco. Uh, I don't know what panels I'm going to be on at Galley yet. If any, oh yeah, uh, but, but yeah, so uh, just you know, I'll probably post up there whatever I uh, got going on. Uh, Which one? Which ones did you sign up for? Oh, goodness. Um, Do you remember? The only one I know for sure is the one I submitted. It's called, uh, what is it? The Dimensionally Transcendental Middle. And okay. the idea is about uh, the fact that we keep shoving these stories into spaces where there's supposedly a, a room for it. Uh, like Perry and the Fifth Doctor have had probably about like 20 to 30 adventures together. Um, even the on screen, she basically debuted and he died the next episode. <laughs> story. But, uh, you know, again, it's just like how many stories can we make with those two? And at what point does that really stretch the credibility or even, you know, it's like the sixth doctor and Jamie show up to team up with, or sorry, the, the second doctor and Jamie team up with sixth doctor, but nobody's quite sure where it fits in continuity. Uh, there's right. just all these things. So it's sort of this, you know, what works and what doesn't, uh, because Ooh, like there's that. just, you know, there's so much room that it could go wrong or it could go really well. And the truth is the story is what matters. Spoilers. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, it's going to be interesting to hear what people think. You know, when does it go too far and when does it go really well? Yeah, yeah, aside they, from that, we'll see what happens. I, I don't know. When I mean, uh, they got to let us know soon. I, I got to know if I'm on this podcasting one and then I can just like <laughs> silently freak yeah. out. You know, I actually did see somebody, somebody had asked in, in one of their Facebook threads. Um, and it, it sounds like that is, uh, unfortunately, one of the last things that they kind of set into stone. Because yeah. um, you figure, you know, they've got the main stage stuff, so that's already kind of up in the air until they lock some guests in. Uh, mm-hmm. But then just you you figure the amount of people applying for these panels, the potential conflicts that there'll be between the different panels as far as who's moderating all these different things, uh, you know, and the fact that there's over like 100 panels every time. So uh, just just thinking about the combinations of that, I mean, that's about 500 panelists you've got to mix and match without having anything at the same time. Oh, yeah whatever it yeah, may be. it's i don't know how they do it and uh kudos to them because i wouldn't want that responsibility <laughs> absolutely yeah. i just want to know if i'm on it yeah i, I got i gotta know i got to know <laughs> but i guess we'll find out uh soon enough but until then uh you can like us on facebook and follow us on twitter just search uh pod the podcastica you can follow me on twitter at jp thrice and you can follow taylor on twitter at Blue Box UFO. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. Uh, note to self, update our Spotify. Just search Podcastica. <laughs> rate and review us as well. Also, subscribe to us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash the N-O-T-L-G. Uh, head on over to... Oh, this is a reminder to myself. Oh, have you not gotten it yet? <laughs> no, I have to head on over to notlg.spreadshirt.com and buy one of our Podcastica shirts you also have to buy our new um, uh, oh, which episode? Our, our, our Soul Attract playing our shirt. Our Soul Attract playing shirt, which is, uh, come on, come on, people. I, I have to go buy that. Oh, man, I can't believe I forgot about that. 
What a terrible person I am. NOTLG.spreadshirt.com and then patreon.com slash NOTLG. Uh, anyone that donates to that, we thank you. Um, that's pretty much all we can do right now. Is we can just say thanks. Thanks for donating to us. Thanks for keeping this train a-rolling. The Y-Axes, let's not forget about them. Check out uh, their Twitter, twitter.com slash the Y-Axes, facebook.com slash the Y-Axes, and they, like us, are also on Spotify. Support them. They let us use their music for 145, because I don't think we had them for the first couple of episodes, but, (laughs) you know. Anyway, join us again in two weeks, uh, where we will review the Peter Cushing movie, Doctor Who and the Daleks, and we will talk to you guys then. See ya. See ya. Bye. If they bring back the actual, like, blow-up snake of the Mara, (laughs) I'd be fine with it. Yes. It needs to be the same exact one, though it's probably just been lit on fire, right? And and that'll be the same episode that Tegan meets 13.